0: Hey, you guys, welcome back to another episode of Have You Not Heard? I am Angel H. Davis, and I'm your host. And today we have the pleasure of having Jules Smoke on the podcast. She agreed to come join me and chat about parenting, the trials of the pandemic and what she's learned, navigating social media, and trying to nurture her children in faith, you will be blessed. You want to grab your cup of coffee and sit down, maybe get a, a pen and a paper so you can take notes, and let's dive in.
1: Jules, thanks so much for being with us today. Man, it was such a pleasure to get a like phone call from you and say, hey, let's chat. I always love my time with you.
0: Oh, man. Well, it is privilege on my end. <laughs>
1: And you have just had a really fun family vacation, it sounds like. We did. We finally took the plunge and did like a big family vacation. You know, we've done long weekends and um, like a beach trip. We've done those kind of things. But we we were just kind of waiting until our youngest got old enough to remember it. But then we started realizing if we keep on waiting, then our oldest is going to have a life of her own. You know, she's in that sweet spot where, her life is our life. You know, what Right, I mean? we, right. Can just, we don't have to like run it by her social calendar or her work calendar. She's, she's turning 13 um, in August. And so my husband and I, it just dawned on us. We're like, it, now's the time. Our youngest hmm. is eight, our middle daughter is 10. And then Susie is 12. And let's jump in and, and go on a big vacation. So we did the Grand Canyon and um, did all the national parks. And um, Ellie, you know, being eight years old, trying to hang with us, she did a really good job, but whenever her little feet stopped moving, she took a nap. I mean, she slept 90%, bless her heart, because, you know, she's so much younger than everybody, but. Right, sounds like what I might do on that trip. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Angel, I did too. I took a nap all the time, yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's awesome.
0: Well, before we jump in too much, because we're going to kind of break down some of this parenting stuff during especially this pandemic and all the things going on but just tell us a little bit more about you and your faith journey and your history
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so um, I grew up in a small town called Americus Georgia Southwest Georgia Um, I grew up in a Christian home and I would say I I really don't remember a time when I didn't know the Lord Mm -hmm. Uh, I was pretty much um something that I just always knew my parents made it very attractive, their faith. And, um, and so I did not want to be when, you know, where God was. And, um, and, and, you know, and I always kind of struggled with that because I always heard people have these like radical um, conversions mm-hmm. um, stories. Um, and I remember it dawned on me. I was like, no, how I have my assurance, my salvation is because I talked to him this morning. And because mm. he says he knows my name mm. and that, um, and it's built on his promises that he will remember me. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so yeah, you know, and, and I always, um, and that's something that raising children now to follow the Lord is that's my prayer is that they don't remember a time they don't know the Lord. Oh, um, that's good. Mm-hmm. So, but, but it is kind of neat. Cause it's like, okay, this is my love story. God has pursued me. And, um, and I gradually, slowly fell in love with him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And he right. wooed me to that, to that. And mm-hmm. it wasn't this radical light like, love at first sight. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I mean, my husband and I have a different story than other people do. And so anyway, that was, um, that's that. and then I, uh, I worked for a Christian radio station called the joy FM mm-hmm. uh, and trying to do that and be a mom. Right.
0: And how long have you and your husband been married?
1: Well, that's a good question. Cause I just, I think I was like 16 years. <laughs> <Uh-oh. Uh-oh. laughs> Put her so, on the spot. <laughs> I don't, well, here's the deal. And this is the funny thing is I am not good with like remembering dates uh-huh. Um and, and I can switch dates around. And so I can never remember our anniversary and I know it's either April the 30th or the 29th and I always flip it back and forth and my husband has a lot of, he, you know, he thinks it's hysterical because you know, when in Sunday school, whatever, newlywed Sunday school, whatever we are, people look and expect the wife to remember it. Right. And I'm right. always, I'm always trying to like cover and be like, David, you can jump in and give you the date, you know, or like how many years. And uh, so anyway, yeah, that's no. great.
0: You're flipping the script there. I love it. That's great. <laughs> well, you said something really important. I think that your parents' faith was attractive to you. I, yes. I think that's Gold, And when I think about, you know, chatting with you about parenting during these times, and, you know, I'm not, not just the pandemic, but all the issues going on in Mm -hmm. our world, and you've got really impressionable age children, you know, one of those questions is how do you navigate with them regarding faith? And right there, your parents gave you something that's gold that I think we all need to hang on to is
1: make God attractive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right yeah and you know, not and and trying to weave in the gospel with everything that you do with your kids so Mm -hmm. um I tell my kids I and and the same you know they know I don't I don't say no often and I Mm -hmm. told them that because the reason why is because God doesn't like God there's some there are some no's and obviously God, and there are boundaries but Mm -hmm. God is like a God of freedom And Mm -hmm. I want them to know that, but then I also want them to know that when I say no, I want you to listen to me. Mm. And so, um, so I try to, but, but I try to then wrap it back around. And my parents did the same exact thing that like, but there's a reason why I'm doing this is because I want you to hear that when God says no, listen, you know what Uh I mean? It's for your good. It's it's for your good. And he loves you. It's not that he's a, you know, no good fun God. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's the. He's not just trying to put
0: restrictions on you to be in control or your authority. He's doing that out of love. Right. And it brings us more freedom, which this culture is trying to tell us that if we get rid of those boundaries, we'll have more freedom, but the opposite is true. The
1: opposite is true. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: So from early on, it sounds like you're, you're using your parenting as a reflection of God's heart. Right. Yeah. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, you
1: know, I'm trying and, and <laughs> Angel, I, I, and I, when you asked me to come talk on parenting, I was like, Oh, man, like, I told, I'm, uh, and that's what I was telling my kids during the pandemic. I've never parented during a pandemic. Like, right. I am winging it. But what I can promise you is I love you entirely. And uh-huh. I'm And so like my 13 year well, old, soon to be 13 year old. That's what I tell Susie all the time is that like, I've never I've never parented a teenager. Like I don't, I am strictly winging it, but I can promise you, I love you with all my heart. That's awesome.
0: But but right, right there, Jules is you're being honest. You're being mm, authentic mm. and you're sharing your heart with her, with them. And, and those are three major key ingredients right there. I hope so. Cause I
1: mean, you know, I mean, goodness, parenting during the pandemic was,
0: what was that like?
1: It was, well, so our children go to a, a small school. Um, and so there was, you know, we did the digital learning in the spring and then mm-hmm. in the August it started back up and it was very frightening because you could hear the news and right. everybody thinking that we were nuts going back to the in-person.
0: Right. Um, but
1: I know that my children were really struggling uh, mentally. My gregarious, very sociable kids, all of a sudden, were having anxiety with being with mm. their friends again. And so, you know, my husband and I realized about midway through um, that we had to tackle this differently because we were doing deeper scarring of, mm. of them emotionally by withholding them.
0: Right. Um, so
1: we then just started looking for areas that we could have normalcy um, in their lives, but it was, it was really scary. Um, and I remember my dad, called me and said are you sure you need to put them back into school in person I was like I don't know dad like I don't know mm-hmm. but w- what I do know is that this is you know that 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 they mentally need to go back to school right so it's almost like you had to
0: weigh out the fears or the the mm-hmm. possibilities of of uh, things going wrong on one one or the other and man it I felt for parents I prayed not mm-hmm not as much as I should have probably, but I did pray for y'all because I just mm-hmm. can't imagine having to make those decisions and how hard it was and on the kids. Um, right.
1: Well, yeah. and then on yourself when you're trying to process it, because my husband is, um, self-employed mm-hmm. and we went from feast to famine overnight wow. where we were, uh, he has a, a graphic design and then he also does photography but he does like big machinery kind of photography mm-hmm. so he was scheduled and booked out his calendar to be gone everywhere wow and then just like everybody overnight the, so we had the financial strain and worry um and you had your you know my worry for my parents who are older mm-hmm. um, and then trying to navigate the waters with them that uh I remember like all of a sudden I realized I couldn't take a deep breath Um, and I think because I was trying to do be there for everybody and be the rock for my husband because of like his work my kids like everybody else in my family that I realized I had to start talking it with David and telling him this is what I'm feeling you know what I mean because I think I was bottling it up and then once I could I start felt that that tightening again I just started talking to David about what I was feeling and it would just start loosening I don't know if that's Oh, no, Make it sense? makes
0: total sense because, you know, psychologically, we either talk out our feelings or we act them out. So your body is revving up if it's not getting that release of mm. processing. And I would say that's even important on this side, even though we're starting to come out of it, but there's still a lot of fallout. And and if people have bottled things up, now's sure. the time to start
1: talking, start letting it out, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and realizing you don't have to be there. I, I had to realize I didn't have to be the strong one for everybody. Yeah. And so, um, and, With- and I'm a, I don't, I, I, I loosely kind of follow the Enneagram, like, you know, personality stuff. Right. And so, mm-hmm. so for for people who are Enneagram people, I'm a, I'm a very much hundred percent Enneagram seven. Uh-huh. So like, I like the good time. I like to have fun. I like to entertain people. Um, and usually being vulnerable with others is not my strong suit. And so realizing I need to be vulnerable to my husband uh, and let him know what I was feeling and, and to my kids that like, I, I don't know when reality was going to get back to normal. And, uh-huh. and I didn't know, um, you know, a lot of things. And so what my kids and I started doing when we started going through the list of things we didn't know, uh-huh. um, I don't know if school is going to look the same. I don't know if you're going to have to wear a mask. I don't know, you, you know, if, if, if your grandparents are going to be safe, like all the, I don't knows, mm-hmm. but then we we then we made a column of the things we do know that God Ooh, is sovereign. Good. You know what I mean? And that God loves us and God sees us and he says he knows our name. And so like all the things I do know that this will good will come out of this somehow, mm-hmm. some way. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that was what we, how we, which was funny because I don't think my kids realize that like it was just as much for myself as it was for them.
0: Right, right.
1: Very, very <laughs> clever parenting. <laughs>
0: well, why not? It was survival, you know. <laughs> right. Very clever. Yeah, and that that can be. I love that list of uh, things because you're acknowledging what is real and true, and you're not trying to just make everything all nicey nice when it's not, because that's not healthy for kids. And then, but yet then what you can be certain of to be able to uh, hold on to that, that is really great. And we can do that at any stage, anything that's going on in our kids' lives, right? That's a great, great technique. And that makes me think too of the gratitude list, you know, when you've got a lot of negative things going on, that same kind of idea. Mm -hmm. Wow. And so what a great example you are because you've got it from all sides. you got the parent, the, the adult parents that you're having to navigate with and then the school and the job and all of that. And, um, wow. How did, how did faith weave into all of this for you guys?
1: Hmm. I mean, where did it not? (laughs) There you go. You you know what I mean? It's like, I don't, you know, it's uh, it's how, how do you untwine the, the ball, you know, it's kind of like with with everything. Uh, So
0: yeah, let me point, I'm interrupting you. I'm sorry, but from, from just from the little bit we're hearing of your story, it was already a bedrock in your life and it was already weaved into your life is what you're saying. So that when when the crises happened it was there for you
1: yes yeah so yeah um yeah and then um and a lot of a lot of self-reflecting um a lot of like praise time I -hmm. I know for me helped uh I mean I think back during during, uh, the pandemic I think um, the song of the blessing will be the one that like mm-hmm. will come back to me. Cause that's just scripture that like the Lord keep you and he's speaking blessings over you. Um, even if it doesn't feel like it, like it is. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think so. But then also, I think the, one of the biggest takeaways is um, you know, during the time of crisis, it really kind of reveals your heart. Uh-huh. And so for me, I think I always thought my, my trust was in the Lord and I didn't realize the areas of my life where that wasn't true. Mm. So, um, so I had referenced and I said that like overnight, like we went from like feast to famine and we didn't know where like the next job, what was going to happen. Um, I didn't realize because all of a sudden it was all this anxiety and fear of our finances that then it started making me wonder like, okay, but what has changed from today as from yesterday. And that was that like, it just revealed to me that my faith had become my 401k and my savings account and my, the finances. And, mm-hmm. um, because the Lord can give it or he can take it away, but he's still God. And so mm-hmm. I think for me, it was revealing that aspect of my heart where I had let that happen. And I didn't realize, cause just like, um, anything in our life, Satan is here to steal, kill and destroy and he'll do it very slowly. And yes. so for me realizing that, but then, you know, um, on the flip side, when, you know, the companies, my husband does partner with and stuff. Um, realize a new way they could do it safely. And, and they had my husband rocking and rolling and it turned out 2020 was like his best year yet in his business. Wow. How quickly then I, I, I you know, was to go back to that sin habit of putting my faith then, Oh, well, we're good. So I feel better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, man, that's like how quickly that turns um, that, that, um, that my heart is lend always leans to sin. You know what I mean? It just does. And so to, to guard our hearts towards that right um,
0: and we understand so. the israelites better don't we mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so easy to go back sure. in ourselves and kind of going god i got it i got it okay well, talk to you later even though i'm praising you i'm really not letting i'm really not relying on you
1: right, right. Yeah. yeah yeah and how those times um of famine is for our good mm-hmm. like that yes yes um, but now, but then to remember that, that is, that is the hard thing. Cause we're so quick mm-hmm. to forget, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yes.
1: But, but, it, and it's just like the same thing, you know, of course in August, when the kids were going back to school, I was felt like the kids were safe when I had them right underneath mm-hmm. my wing, you know, and, and in my nest. But mm-hmm. like, no, like they, they, they're just as safe um, at school as they were with me. So like mm-hmm. there's because of who God is.
0: Right. Well, that's great because you gotta jump ahead of when they go off to college. You're you're gonna be
1: it's gonna be easier for you to let go (laughs) of you you? just (laughs) you remind me, Angel, because I just (laughs) dropped off my uh my sixth grader to her very first mission trip.
0: Oh wow. Uh,
1: Oh, but okay, but let me dial it back and tell you how like this is like an in town in our town of Athens, in our church. It's like this lock-in. So it's like the safest, like she's right around the corner but there was a part of me when we dropped her off last night and I was like, okay, you got everything. Do you need me? Like, is there, you know, like uh, I'm I'm laughing so hard over here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I'm like obsessively looking on the Instagram for the youth group so I can catch pictures of her and make sure she's smiling and having a good time, you know? So, right.
0: uh, Which, you know, makes me think of something else that we didn't have to deal with. You know, my kids are, I call them kids, you know, 20, almost 29 (laughs) and 30 Three, but we did not have social media when mm-hmm. they were growing up. I think the youngest was uh, starting high school when it just started coming out. So yeah. I can't again, with parents, you have so much access. Yeah.
1: And that's a I would think a blessing and a curse, right? Yeah. I mean, we are we're gonna push, kick that ball down the road as far as we can. Um mm-hmm. uh, to stop the conversation because I'm so tired of being asked when can I have a cell phone, when can mm-hmm. I blah blah blah. I just said I know for sure by the time you're 16 because I know I won't let you in a car without a way I can call you or like I can. Right. I was like, so so I, that's like the family joke is whenever they say like, well, mom, when can I get this? The joke is I say when you're 16. Right. And so my husband's like, what are you gonna do? And all of a sudden the floodgates open at the age 16, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm pushing it like <laughs> so. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just don't see anything good that comes out of social media for for young. I mean, even for myself, I'm just like, man, it's so hard. And so, I I don't know. We call it, and I try to point point it out to my kids when we're out in public, um, we call it cell phone zombies. Mm. And um, and I want them to see the teenagers that are totally checked out Mm -hmm. and not engaging because I want her to know. And I'm talking about Susie, but both of them, I want them to know this is why I -hmm. say no this right. is it. Like, I don't want this from you. I don't want you to turn into a zombie. Like I want you to engage. Mm-hmm. So That's I good. wish I had better answers. I, I, I mean, <laughs> again, I I'm winging it, but I love you completely. <laughs> there you go. I, I, I love that line. I think there's
0: going to be a lot of parents adopting that line. I wish I knew it when I was raising mine. Um, yeah it it's it's again got to be a tough challenge of how to navigate that um and then mm. you know I've heard one parent uh describe it as when i they didn't realize when they handed their kid you know that cell phone uh, that's connected to the world wide web that he was saying, Hey, go out at you're fourteen, go out into the world and navigate it yeah ba- basically yeah. without him knowing you know what to do or him having much involvement and so it's Mm -hmm. so critical that we really think about it and as a parent not just give in to the pressure of what
1: everybody else is doing which is so hard yeah it is hard um well and I've heard somebody else's thought on it I'm trying to figure out I'm trying to remember who it is so I can give the credit but Mm -hmm. they said um Their thought was, is to gradually when they get older in high school, um, so that when they go off to college, they can, you can at least prepare them how to control that. Yes. Yeah.
0: And I don't know the answer to that. Um, Right. Cause you want to teach them how to think it through, how to navigate it and not just throw them to the wolves, so to speak, no matter what
1: age they are. right? Right. Yeah. yeah. And I try to tell them like it's hard for me. Like right. you, you know, and I'm 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 42 and it's hard to dis, dis like disconnect myself and not mm-hmm. not feel the pressure that I need to respond to everybody. You know what I mean? Whatever mm-hmm. this is. Mm-hmm. Um and so, you know, and just taking um trying to have that like I know I have a friend that has like the Sabbath from um from social media and her phone. Oh, uh, and that's cool. I, uh, yeah, and I try to <laughs> I tried to do it, Angel. I'm terrible. I tried to do it a little bit on our family vacation, you know, just walk, just leave it in the car. I don't need it. My husband's there. Right. My kids, you know, there's nobody that, who needs me, who can't use my husband's phone. Like if some, if my parents, my sister, my brother, anybody needs me, cousin, they know David's phone. So, Mm -hmm. um, so, and just trying to do that, trying to walk away. Cause I think that's always my Go to is it like, well, I can't take a Sabbath from my phone because what if my kids need me? You know, (laughs) right?
0: We have all kinds of excuses,
1: excuses, Um, yeah
0: yeah it is so again it's not just about our our kids it's about us which you're making a good point about and even just your example of this mission trip and looking for the youth group pictures it's almost like yeah "Ah, is that good that I can do this or not I know I don't know you know I drop my kids off and I'm like who knows what's going on and I may never know (laughs) right
1: (laughs) truly truly yeah I know and maybe I don't need to know I don't know but uh (laughs) right it it really is and so that's what that's why I try to tell my my sixth grader that I'm like I struggle with this you know like Mm -hmm. I see when friends got together and didn't invite me to like a girl's night and I know Mm. how that makes me feel but I have years of experience to know like it's okay they still love me like they Mm. I don't have to get invited to everything and I'm okay with that Um, right but when you're talking about you know Susie who has almost 13 years of living, you don't have that perspective to, you know, to, to rely on those, those years. And so, um, so anyway, yeah, listen, I am up for suggestions. If you want to say anything to me.
0: (laughs) Oh gosh. No, like I said, I didn't have to navigate it and I'm very grateful. Um, our youngest that, you know, was on the cusp of, of all this social media and, and her job is, you know, dependent on the phone and all of that. Um, you know, she said, this is just your life, you know, mom, you got to get used to it. (laughs) So she's helping Mm -hmm. me navigate it and try to figure out, you know, what is the balance, but there, there is, you know, research that says it's true addiction and, um, the younger a kid has it, the more susceptible their brain is to getting addicted to it. And mm-hmm. so that's another reason just biochemistry wise to hold them off as long mm-hmm. as you can or limit. You know, there's ways to limit and not let them have the whole world wide web on their phone. They can make phone calls and that kind of a thing. Flip phone. Yes. I know. My my college friends and I uh, were planning a reunion and that's what we're joking. Let's all go back to the flip phones. Let's do that for,
1: <laughs> from forty years. I've ago. Actually- I've actually, we've told Susie that, that maybe your first phone will just be a flip phone and you can, but we'll see how you do with that. Well,
0: vintage is in, so let's see how it works. (laughs) Um,
1: Well, I'm going to say, we we did watch, I don't know if you've seen that Netflix documentary, um, The Social Media Dilemma, The Social Dilemma. Now that was eye-opening.
0: Yes, yes,
1: and highly recommend that, right?
0: Yes, Yes. yeah,
1: and to... uh, we watched it with Susie uh-huh. and, uh, and up until then it was basically once a week, maybe twice a week asking us. And then once she saw that, then I have not heard a thing wow. from her. And, and which is cool. Cause it's not the parents being
0: the bad guy. It is information that's giving her power to make to understand. decisions. Yeah. yeah. That's great. So kind of maybe diving into some D- more difficult uh discussions but on, on the hot topics of the day you know the race relations gender identity the critical mm. race theory things like that are y'all having mm. to navigate those things is that
1: something that's on your mm. doorstep with your kids or not well I mean definitely with the race because I wanted them to understand mm-hmm. um, you know that that we're sinful wicked people and mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. That, that that this shouldn't be a shock to to us mm-hmm. as believers because we all know our heart. But then we know then the great love for God to redeem our hearts, um, and and so uh, yeah, we have been tackling that. Um, mm-hmm. My oldest and a little bit of my middle daughter that's ten, um, trying to tackle like same sex marriage, like what. Uh, what the bible says mm-hmm. uh, within the context of their age you know what I mean right that, right uh, what's appropriate for their time for them to understand um, you know because I mean my middle daughter you know mine is blown that you know you would even want to kiss a boy on the lips so right. like, you know like that's where we are right now like, let's yes, keep so, it that way right yeah yeah exactly she's already she told us uh, that she was going to tell her her husband that that's not going to happen we're like okay well you might change your mind, but <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So, uh, so, you know, they're very, they're still like innocentness, but they do need to realize because of, w- of the world that they live in. And that's uh, is something that I want them to know is what God says about things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that if they turn away from God, I want you to clearly understand black and white, what you're turning away from. There you uh, go. But that's, and that's kind of the, the backbone of like my husband and I, how we're parenting Mm -hmm. Is that I want you to very clearly understand the gospel. I want you Mm -hmm. to understand God's, truly God's heart. Not what man tells you. You know what I mean? Not what the cultural Christianity tells you God is, but like who he is and why he does the things he does. Kind of like going back to what we were talking about. God doesn't say no that often. Like Mm -hmm. he is not a God of no, but he does put boundaries in there because of his great love for us. Mm not because he doesn't love us or he just wants to tell you no to say no. Cause sometimes as parents, we say no, just because we're being lazy. Right. Um, Cause I don't want to like, no, I don't want to get up and get you that cookie uh, or whatever. The answer truly isn't no about the cookie. It's no, because I don't feel like getting up. You know what I mean? So like, uh-huh. um, and that's, that's not how God is. Like God says no, because he loves us. Uh-huh. Um, and uh-huh. so, and, and trying to clarify that, that like, you know, the Bible is clear about a lot of things, but he's also clear that he loves us.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And that's the, again, the bedrock
0: of, of everything that comes uh, from what you're teaching and about God and about your parenting and, and that kind of thing. And but so do you have any practical ways you've done that with your kids as far as really understanding God's heart and truth and how you're instilling that in
1: them? Hmm. Okay. So I am realizing as a mom, I'm basically just a collector of other mother, like great ideas. There you go. And I just, I just recycle it. And so yeah. um, my daughter Sally, when she was in kindergarten, um, she had an amazing teacher, but she, I felt like she was more of a teacher for me than she was for Sally because uh-huh. a lot of truths she taught Sally. I am, I integrated it into my um, parenting. That's awesome. And so, um, like she always would say like first time obedience and so, um, and, or partial obedience is disobedience. And these mm-hmm. are all like lines I say to my kids all the time, but there was something that she always says, um, that she taught me and that when a child, like when they mess up,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: you know, or they, you know, like I had one of my children lie to me this morning. Mm-hmm. So there's a phrase that we always say is that there's nothing you could ever do to make me stop loving you. There's nothing you could ever do to make me love you. I have chosen to love you. Mm. Um, and then and I say, but more importantly, God, um, there's nothing you could ever do to make God love you. And there's nothing you, you could ever do to make him stop loving you, that God has chosen to love you. And, um, and then I go on to say that you are a child of God and that like, this is not what a child of God does. Mm. So it's like that kind of phrase, because I don't want them to think, don't lie because it makes mom really angry. I want them to know like, no, don't lie because you have a God who has chosen to love you that won't ever stop loving you and you cannot make him make him do any, like make him love you or make him stop loving you. So it's like bringing that heart back around. You know what I mean? But I don't uh-huh. want them to see me as a, you know, as a mom that just got angry because I caught you in a lie.
0: Right, that is so good. And what you are instilling is the unconditional love, you're Mm -hmm. instilling their identity, their true identity as a child of God, and then calling them up to their destiny, meaning Mm -hmm. acting like a child of God, Um, Mm -hmm. instead of just punishing the behavior or talking about the issue and that's where I think trap of uh, parenting can get. And I'm telling you, you know, I have a two and a half year old granddaughter and all of a sudden she has reached this, uh, she has opinions and she, yeah. <laughs> you know, the yeah. the sin nature has, has shown up and I'm, I'm like, uh, floundering.
1: Okay. What do I do here? What do I do? <laughs> so this is going to help me also. So thank you for that. But well, um, and, 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 you know, and it's the same thing Is it like as a parent, and that's just something that my husband and I have to check our heart is it behavior modification right to, so, to make my life easier right it's a lot easier for me to behavior modification modify my child so right. she doesn't lie so I don't have to get my because you know then we had to go into this whole thing and I was trying to get them off to vacation bible school and um you know we're, we're, we're running around this morning and so but that's the thing is a check as I always have to come back and check my heart is if I am I am I being lazy in my parenting mm-hmm. or am I using you know what I mean? Like using it, yes. making yes. it a teachable moment.
0: Yes. So we're talking behavior modification versus heart transformation for our That's kids. That's right. And, right. and it begins with us, you know, checking to see where, where we're coming from. And I love that. That is so good. I, I you know, I, I don't believe in regrets because I think you do the best you can do and you move on and you yeah. learn from it. But I look back and because of my upbringing and The kind of religious religiosity that I grew up with, it was more on behavior mod, you know, obeying the authority, but not understanding the why behind and the heart transformation. So that's such a good distinction. Really good because that's what well again. Lasts. I'm
1: just I just taking what other
0: i <laughs> <laughs> right? from other moms. Well the, hey, the Bible says there's nothing new under the
1: sun. So we're all <laughs> doing that. We are I all
0: am, doing that. Totally.
1: I'm totally. I have just been thankful and very blessed to have some women that um I have encountered that when they said something, I was like, Ooh, girl, I need to get that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm taking that. that.
0: I and then you but we pass on the wisdom, right? That's why <laughs> that's and that's right.
1: why parenting is to
0: is to be done in community because we need each other well all Mm -hmm. of life needs to be done in community I think we've learned that a lot this year for sure yes
1: yeah yeah I think that's what made it all so hard is because you're so isolated Mm -hmm. because you had you know you that's that's what happened you know so um so yeah I I agree
0: yeah and you know Jules one of the things I want to point out and as you're sharing this and again you're just rocking along, doing the best you can, gleaning wisdom from the Lord and from others and sharing that is that what you're talking about, the process of how you deal with things is more important than the issues itself. And I think what happens, whether in parenting or relationships or whatever, is we focus on the issues instead of the process. Mm -hmm. And you know, if we look biblically, you know the Lord looks at the process more, and so that's a huge distinction mm-hmm. of parenting mm-hmm. that you're making that I think is really important.
1: yeah, yeah well and and uh, and then also you know the 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 why behind it, yeah, um, like I was talking to a, a an older a couple of friends of ours, they're in a stage ahead of us, so uh-huh. they're a little bit older, and I was talking about some dynamics in the relationship. And, um, and my, my friend's husband made a comment that like, well, maybe God allowed that into your life for your good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like a conflict with somebody and I was like, what, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I just want this to be, I want this like person to go away or to be stop doing this. And he said, um, because he has a, he has a son that's um, older and made a comment that like, and then maybe God gave me my children for me, for my good. Yes. And I, and I was like, oh, I never even thought about it like that, but. I always saw it as like God was calling me to be their mother, but then but then those children were placed in my life for for my good and that there are some edges in my life that need to be rounded out. You know what I mean? And and maybe God put these people in my life, including my children, to round out those sharp edges.
0: Absolutely. You know, I think marriage and children are the best best refining factor that god gives us for sure mm-hmm. and i'll i'll never forget praying to god about one of my kids rebelliousness and he said hey this is more for your faith yeah than for their faith and i was like what <laughs> i was kind of insulted at
1: first and then i yeah. got it <laughs> right yeah, yeah. oh I yeah. Mean, seriously. Mm-hmm. yeah seriously yeah seriously because it's kind of like the uh, you know i mean you want your kids to to behave and because Mm -hmm. they're reflection of you. And then it's like, well, do I care more that their heart is bent towards the Lord or that they behave out in public? So people say like, Oh, Jules, you're doing a great job as a mom. Like it just the why behind it, you know what I mean? Like that's the,
0: uh, yeah. Or am I going to trust him more then I'm going to trust right. what I'm seeing, things like that. So yeah, it's a great, great refining and very humbling to be a
1: parent for real. And I haven't gotten to the teenage years, Angela. So I mean, uh, <laughs> I'll yeah. be calling
0: you, Angel. I'll be like, listen, girl, <laughs> we might be having another conversation at yeah. that point. We'll see. But yeah. I, listen, in all seriousness, um, you are, you guys are laying a great foundation, and you really do have some great wisdom to share. So I appreciate you sharing that. Is there anything else you've learned as a parent throughout these this year and a half that comes to mind or any other, you know, just wisdom that you've gleaned that you want to share so others can um, benefit?
1: Again, I'll go back to Sally's kindergarten teacher that taught me more than I think she taught my daughter. But right. um, I remember she said, uh, what, well, there's two things. One is to, um, <laughs> this is just a, like, very non-spiritual thing, but she always told me, she was like, as soon as something comes in their book bag, touch it once. So if you need to sign it, pay it, whatever, do it, put it back in the book bag. Okay. That's that's very practical. That's just it a is. little, that's so, called um... uh, management. So your life doesn't get
0: overwhelmed, which is yes. very so important. She always,
1: she'd always be like, now, listen, this is coming to touch it once and then put uh-huh. it back in the middle. But the problem with that is I'll do things like I bought um, my kid's yearbook the very first day I get it like in August the first, like whenever school started. Uh, and then come May, it's like sending me like, are you, have you done it? Like, if you haven't, here we go about the Mr. Chance. So this past year, my kids got like two yearbooks because <laughs> I accidentally, so uh, it, can, it can come back and bite you because you're like, did I do that? I can't remember. Uh, surely I did, but anyway, so that, there is a funny thing with that, but uh but the other thing is, is that she always would say "Discipline early so that, mm. and so don't, because, you know, you come up, you have the child that comes up and says, mama, 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 right. Don't let it get to like the 20th mama. So then you react out of annoyance and anger, mm-hmm. do it at the first, like the very first, right. Um, so you're not reacting out of your emotions. And so mm-hmm. that was always helpful to me. Is it like, I hear them fussing in the back of the car get onto it first, like nip Mm. it then Mm -hmm. don't let it get to, get to this elevation that you're then yelling at everybody. There you Um, go. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that was another thing that that man, that kindergarten teacher was, is still fantastic. I mean, thank God for kindergarten teachers. I'm telling (laughs) you. The mothers need it. (laughs) They do. I, I, I,
0: I felt the same way about my kids, kindergarten teachers. They, they were gold and yeah, they were a blessing to me for sure. Well, Jules, thanks so much for sharing your heart and um, your journey and some of your family with us. Do you mind closing us out in prayer and praying for Absolutely. parents?
1: All right. Well, God, thank you for, for this time. Thank you, God, for my friend Angel and what she's doing. And the, uh, God, just the guidance and the wisdom that she has for so many people. Lord, I, uh, I pray for our children. God, give them uh-huh. a heart that um, loves you, uh, uh-huh. minds that want to think their thoughts on you. Um, God, just um, protect them, Lord, protect them from the world, God, that they can see truth and they can see the lies, God. And we ask that you would guide their hearts to um, kneel and bow before you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, we know the temptation, God, because we can fall into it. Lord, that you You describe the, the devil as a, as a roaring lion looking to kill, steal, and destroy. So, Father, would it start with us as parents? Um, mm-hmm. Lord, that we would surrender our children to you. We would surrender our um, our lives to you, God, so that we can be, um, the compass that's, that's pointing our children to the true north. Um, Lord, I, um, I pray for little Susie that's on this mission trip this week, God, mm-hmm. would she see, um, you, um, mm. would she, um, experiencing you in a new, fresh way, um, mm-hmm. God, that she would be just sold out. And, um, and thank you, Lord, for our marriages, God, that w- best mm-hmm. way we can love our children is loving our spouse. So, Lord, mm. um, give us a heart for our spouse, Lord, show us areas of our life, God, those sharp edges that need to be rounded out. Um, and you would use our marriages to do that. Mm-hmm. We love you, Jesus. And we, we thank you, God, that you, um, there's nothing we could ever do to make you love us, God, but there's nothing we could ever do to make you stop loving us, God, mm-hmm. you have chosen to love us.
0: Mm-hmm. Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Jules. Wow, you guys, I know you were blessed. I mean, as a grandma, I am taking notes so that I can pass some of this wisdom on to my grandchildren. Um, So, so grateful, Jules, for all that wisdom. And what I want to leave you with to really reflect on is what she said that she tells her kids. There's nothing you could ever do to make me stop loving you or nothing you can do to cause me to love you because I choose to do that. And more importantly, that's what God chooses. You can't ever make him not love you and you can't make him love you because that's just who God is. And you are a child of God. Let's really reflect on that because no matter what age you are, that is truth. And are we really receiving God's love for us? And are we acting like his children? Remember, you guys, we got a world that's hurting. We can help this world with hope and healing one person at a time. And that person starts first with us and then it flows from there. Have a great week. I look forward to seeing you next week. God bless.
1: Um, hey, though, before you go, I'll have to yeah. tell you this before we end,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: taught me something really important during the pandemic and you didn't realize it. Oh, wow. You po- oh. Okay. So you posted something early on first, like mid-March, something really soon on social media. Uh And you made a comment, um, and I'm probably not going to quote you correctly, but I used that as my reference point to how we were going to do things. You made a comment that you don't know what another person is dealing with
0: Uh um,
1: and that um, that you had talked to somebody and it took them um, weeks, months, courage to go finally to a grocery store. Uh And you said that that person went into the parking lot didn't see anybody wearing masks, went social social distancing. And so they turned back around and felt defeated. Mm -hmm. And you made a comment on social media. You don't know what people are going through and what the courage it took them to do this. Mm. Um, And then I thought about that. I was like, it has nothing to do with me. It's what I can do for my fellow brother and sister like around Mm -hmm. me and what they're struggling with. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I want you to know that you posted that and that made a huge in fact, I quoted you to a lot of people and I was like, My friend Angel, this is what she posted on social media and I Aww. it just blew it opened my eyes to the needs of others and well, who already were struggling and then throw in a pandemic and what that might mean to somebody. Well, praise God for that. That is great to hear that he uses. So social valid. media so can be good. It, yes it can and we're going to
0: use it for the glory of God for sure. That's
1: right. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. All right.
0: Hey you guys welcome back to another episode of Have You Not Heard. I am Angel H. Davis and I'm your host and today we have the pleasure of having Jules Smoke on the podcast. She agreed to come join me and chat about parenting. The trials of the pandemic and what she's learned, navigating social media and trying to nurture her children in faith, you will be blessed. You want to grab your cup of coffee and sit down, maybe get a a pen and a paper so you can take notes and let's dive in.